Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. And then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond because it's no holds barred. Will you back down, turn and run, or stand up with the best? Oh, give me an all hell yeah if you want to get no holes barred here on the greatest W title change of all time and and uh, whatever. So I saw the movie Sound of Sound of Freedom the other night, right? Don't want to talk about the movie. People are upset about it for whatever reason. What I was not expecting was uh, the guy's boss, the, the the agent's boss in the movie, is fucking Kurt Fuller. No way. It's fucking Brill. But he looks nothing like him. He's super old right. now. Yeah, he's yeah, got he's like old. no hair. He looks small. And the whole movie, when he kept popping up, I'm like, is that? Like, I couldn't peg him at first. But it was him. It was fucking him. There you go. Brell, so hanging if on. if you had a problem with Brell, know now that he is investigating uh, <laughs> child sex trafficking. So okay. not everybody's all bad to their core. No, no. Uh What's good to the core is no holds barred here every Saturday on the North South Connection, both video and audio. Audio you can find on any podcast application by searching North South Connection or to subscribe right here to this very YouTube channel. And uh, you can ring the bell, like subscribe, as they say, and be sure to check out all the content we have. We're here every single week on no holds barred. Uh, every other week, twice a month, this is the math there, we're going through every WWE world title change ever in chronological order and we're ranking them we'll talk about that in a second every yeah. other week on the show we're doing different stuff so be nonsense. sure to check it out be surprised but understand and, with the nonsense yeah. none of the holes are barred no not no. one of them so with every bit of happiness comes a grain of salt so remember that exactly and we also do what if uh, three wednesdays a month on video only exclusive so subscribe what if what if brell had been running the WWF when Owen Hart fell. He would have kept going. <laughs> he would have stopped the show. No, he would not have. No chance. He would have told Martha Hart to take a piss. Yeah, like... he would have. we're keeping it going. We need that public access. Oh, that's Wayne's Wayne. Anyway, um, all right. So let's uh, roll on. And tonight we're talking Steve Austin versus The Undertaker, June 28th, 1999, from Monday Night Raw. It's the night after a Raw's War. The night after King of the Ring, where Austin 
beat, uh, I'm sorry, lost to the McMahons, lost control of the company back to the McMahons due to the mysterious briefcase razor. And Undertaker retained his world title against The Rock. Yeah, in the match where The Rock hit him with the rock bottom 10 seconds into the match. Yes, yes. Uh, all right, so we are loaded up on the Peacock. I am at 117.20. It's a wide shot of the Titantron. We're right around the same, I think, on uh, International Network. 116.55 if you're from the Netherlands. There you go. And uh, uh, really quick, Frank? Aaron. You think Dan the... Frank watched this show? What are the categories? Uh, we're ranking this in five categories, each a score out of 10, which gives us a round score out of 100. The categories are match quality, significance, the moment, build, and aftermath. Okay. All right, let's hit play in three, two, one, go. So out comes Taker. We've uh, Last episode, we really kind of gushed again about the theme music. Which is the awesome corporate ministry mashup. So we're like, I mean, this... I'm so torn in this Taker run because, like, I love the character. So do I. Um, but the Why is he is... wearing any sort of gear here, though? I feel like at this point he's done with it all. Like, I think he's hurt. He's tired. Like, I feel like there's a stretch here where he wears none of it. He's just like, I'm fucking done. And then you see that with the when the Big Show team starts, where yeah. he's, like, wearing the sweatpants and the fanny pack. Like, he felt like he was just done with all the, the gothic, mythical stuff. Like when he told uh, Jericho off? Yeah, he's just like, I'm just done. Um, and when he comes back, he's in a different character. So it's like, I think he was just had kind of had it, but I, I really like this eight months of this character. I really like the team with him and big show with him treating show like garbage and <laughs> show, uh, I'm going to make you walk through the desert with your motorcycle, like all that stuff as a uh, evil teacher taker. Um, I, uh, and we're kind of nearing the end of that though, because that ends at fully loaded. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, producer Tim is with us. He's the one doing the pop-up videos, asking us thoughts on this version of the championship belt. So if you're watching along uh, yeah. or want to share your thoughts in the comments, please do. It's the attitude um, era belt. Yeah, it's the globe, right? I always like this one a lot. I mean, it's I'm a winged eagle truther, so that's my goat. But I liked this one too. Why is it called the winged eagle? Don't all eagles have wings? Just that one. Uh, I don't mind this belt, though. I think I probably like this belt more than any of the current belts. Oh, yeah. Like, Do you like this better than the Undisputed title? That, like, brought... Yes. Yeah. I never liked the Undisputed title. No. Is this the belt the until then? Is this the belt until they merge it? Yeah. Like, is this the one that Angle and Austin fight over? Right, it's yeah, it's Jericho the wins them. Yeah. I love how Austin accepted this belt the night after WrestleMania 14. And then immediately replaced it with his own. <laughs> yes. No thanks, pal. So Austin has no gear on either, which makes me think they already have that. Him and Tigran both not having gear. Well, maybe they had or, some or, or, or they probably had some kind of fight or brawl earlier that, like, right so out here. Like they've already done an entrance and their stuff. It's like the Bret Hart Sid match that they keep trying to start. Yeah, yeah. Right? By the point of time they come out, it's like whatever. Yeah. Um, already, this has way more energy than the last one we watched. Well, someone hadn't just died. <laughs> right. But 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 again, like this we talked about it last two weeks ago, right? Where yeah, like this is kind of like what they should have done at the last yes. one was keep yes. that energy high. And this show that's twelve minutes, right? So I mean they could have done this exact match. Yeah. Um yeah, the crowd's hot. Yeah. And it's interesting. I want at the time, I remember being surprised because I'm like, they're not gonna they're not gonna run the same finish that they did last year, the night after King of the Ring. <laughs> right, yeah. Like well, I think it was clear at this point, like, 
Taker's definitely on fumes a bit. And well, it was that obvious. Kick that kickout right. he just did was yeah. like, it's two minutes into the match. And he's if you're watching on YouTube, he does this. like, Right. Like he's, he's really injured. And I think that's what leads to the, the Big Show team is to, is to help him rest and let show like work the matches while he stands on the apron a bit. And well, then and it's be, be too much. Yeah. yeah. And hand off that like monster dominating character yeah. to show. Yeah. So I think, I think that was some of it is that he's so beat up and just hurting. Um, because I don't, I don't think he even wrestles a lot when he comes back in January until like mania. So I think he's really only active from like mania till yeah. SummerSlam. Um, but they were also clearly getting triple H ready. Like I think by this point it was obvious that's where they were headed uh, with triple H. So I, I don't think this is that surprising that Austin is going to get the belt back here to set up what you would assume would be him versus Hunter at SummerSlam. You would assume that. <laughs> would you have assumed uh, Steve Austin against China at any point? Because do you feel like do you feel like the build to that show led to Vince not probably caring as much when Russo left? <laughs> like, like, you think a little bit was like, okay, this is like getting a little out of control now, like. Russo was like going a little too trigger. I know Vince had the final say and all that, but it almost felt like because Russo leaves right after that, so it makes yeah. me feel like the timing was probably right. It was like if he was because that gets like way it was way unnecessary and out of control. Well, I mean, it kind of goes back to something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you'd still think yeah. that like you would be a little bit more forgiving to someone who helped you make so much right. fucking money, but. Well, I'm sure he wanted to keep him. Like, I don't think he wanted him to leave. I no, just, he I'm... didn't. Like, I mean, like when you hear when you hear the stories of that, it's Vince Russo going to him and being like, "Hey, I'm now writing two shows instead of one. Can right. you pay me?" Yeah. Like, and him saying no. So it's like, I think maybe it's he kind of was done with him a little bit. Like, maybe, maybe he was just done with his bullshit. Like, maybe figured, look, we can do without him. You know, some Look, of these ideas are crazy. You ruined <laughs> like, WrestleMania switching Road Dog and Billy Gunn around. <laughs> it's all the last minute stuff. It's like, yeah, that build, we'll talk about it in two weeks when we cover SummerSlam. Um, and, and the reasons why, like, you know, potentially why they wanted it to be fully because of the Jesse thing and all that. But I feel like um, in retrospect, they probably could have just run this match at SummerSlam. <laughs> it well, they solved all that problem. No, they could have done a fully loaded one. Yeah, that too. The, the end of an era. Taker challenges Austin one last time at SummerSlam rematch from the year before. Jesse's out there to make sure Vince doesn't interfere because he's gone. Um, yeah, this they could have done first that. Blood match? Yeah, yeah, make it first blood. You still have yeah. Jesse as the ref. Yeah, in theory, we didn't need that mankind win there. And then Triple H beats Austin the next night. Yeah, bullshit with some bullshit. Yeah, you could see Taker's just even struggling to get in and out of the ring. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a mess. I mean, I know, like I said, you know, he messed his leg up pretty good at Hell in a Cell. I think when he jumped out of the cell, um, right. And I don't think he ever really healed it from there. The other thing too is, I wonder at this point, how often is Undertaker working two matches in a row? Right. Because like, or, or on consecutive nights? Because on this night, he he just did what like a fifteen minute match with The Rock. Yep. Yep. So he's probably hurting for sure. I, mean, I don't know what the, I don't remember how much like active he was on SmackDown during this time period though. Like they were taping that the next night. So like Yeah. Was he wrestling a lot on there? I don't know. I can't imagine he was. I'm sure they gave him the night off. <laughs> like maybe they gave him he did a promo or something, but 
Yeah, I mean, he takes quite a while off. I mean, he's, he wrestles his his last show is the week before Unforgiven in September. Right. And because he just says, I'm done, I quit or whatever, and walks out on TV. And then they put Bulldog in a spot. Um, and he's gone until May. So that's a decent stretch. Yeah. Fucking Paul Bear with that goddamn shoe. How did Austin get this title shot? I don't remember. These Raws are a real blind spot for me. Well, are they ones you just didn't have on tape? <laughs> I didn't. I had stopped taping in early 98 because it was before I went to college. So I just, I wasn't taping while I was in college. But I would have been home for the summer during this time period. I was working at Stop and Shop. So, like, I think a lot of Mondays I was working nights. So I, I think I'd record them and watch them back. But I don't know. For some reason, a lot of it is, I know I was watching them. It just doesn't stick with me for whatever reason. Hmm. Yeah, like because like he lost all his power, right? The night before. Yeah, maybe Linda gives it to him or something. Maybe, maybe. it was one of those like Linda signed the contract, or he might have signed a contract himself before he lost. It might have been something like that, where he like gave himself a title shot before he got screwed, like he made the match before he lost. Right. And I have to rewatch. I do want to rewatch these, like. It'll be forever on Warzone by the time we get there. But, <laughs> but like, I do want to watch these. Like, I've I've tried. I've started a couple times as like my late night watching, and I just got derailed. But right, because I definitely, yeah, I, I think what you mentioned is a big piece of it. Like, I have every RAW from April '96 to April '98 on tape, and it wasn't just taping them; it was all the hours I spent rewatching them. Yeah, that yeah. burns them into your mind, like because you just didn't have a lot of other stuff, right? So right, um. <laughs> When I was bored and throwing them on, I got to rewatch those raw tapes. Those 97s, I've seen a million times. Um, producer Tim says, High power raw, higher power raw, Austin came out and said he would have a world title match whenever he wanted. So, yeah, he pretty much gave himself the contract. Right. When he was owner. That higher power episode is such a mess because Vince reveals himself and then it immediately gets shoved to the side because Austin reveals that he's the owner with Linda. <laughs> yeah, it, like on the same show. None of it makes any sense too. Like why is Vince joining this this group? Like, right. Fake. That would have made a lot more sense. This is a lot, a little bit slower than I thought in the middle here. I thought it was like really a brawl all the way through. Yeah. I think Undertaker might just be too. Yeah. And no, I think you're right. I'll be honest. It's not as fast paced as I remember it being. I, I thought I remembered it being more chaotic and, and wild. And fun. We're <laughs> not going to watch the first blood match on this project, but I'm curious to rewatch that. Right. I found the Kane one had more energy. On Raw, yeah. I mean, again, I, I think Taker's injuries really... Just hurting this. He can't go. Kane is Kane. Yeah, but 98 Kane's are. I like that he's moving around. I mean, I low-key think, like, Austin's still super over here, but, like, 98, summer 98 Austin is, like, a next-level entity. Um, The story's, like, fresher and newer. He's not as his hottest here. Yeah, I mean, I think he still is over, but, yes. Like, the Meteor is out there versus a 98 summer 98 it's it's on the rise it's burning hot that's like the kickoff to the highway to hell so like yeah. that whole stretch he's just insanely over what um 
What movie do you think you'd like to watch projected onto Paul Bearer's back? Um, Armageddon. Hmm. I wouldn't miss I, a thing. No. I was thinking Shawshank since I've never seen it, but you know what? Me neither. Fuck. I'm so you know, that's the one I always take heat for is no I've never seen Shawshank Redemption, but I'm a low key, like not seen a lot of famous movies and I don't talk about it because I don't want to be yelled at. <laughs> but you have a gore thing too, right? And that probably doesn't help. Yeah, I've gotten a little better. I've gotten a little bit better. But like yeah, horror, I still won't do. You know what it is with horror? I just don't like them. Hmm. Like it's, I just don't find them entertaining for whatever reason. Stupid. Which might be why, like, as much as I like this Undertaker character, I've never been a giant fan of like horror yeah. stuff in wrestling. The cult. Well, I, I like the idea. I think this is one of the few times where they do the cult somewhat right. Like with with. Them actually bringing people in and letting them join the corporate ministry. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would say this is the like this is what the what this is what they showed though the Wyatts right. Like he plays mind games. He brings in this army. They're brainwashed because Taker does brainwash these guys. They they say it like Midian. They cut him open and then he's like his eyes are all weird. Viscera, you know, like his eyes. They are, like, him. Yeah, they they make it like they've been indoctrinated. The acolytes are followers to the death of him, right? Like they they do even the brood for their short time in there, like. They do play it up like he's mind-controlling them. Could, um, could we agree that Viscera is probably the worst possible kidnap victim? Uh, he's big. You got to feed him. You got to move him. Like, you know, it's hot. Like, I feel like Terry really Reynolds. That would have been a fine kidnap victim. I mean, no one would have cared. She was gone, but. All right. I'm ready for this to wrap up. Me too. I, yeah, that was the big whiff with the Wyatts is that they never accomplished anything. Yeah. Like, okay, they beat Kane. Now what? Oh, Kane's back to kill them. That was a miss. Kane should have. They should have brainwashed Kane to join them during that time period. Yeah, or anybody, everybody they beat. Like I would have been happy if the whole year was just them recruiting everyone on the everyone on the roster as part of the Wyatt family, except for the one or two people that have to beat them and break the hypnosis. Right, I, but I think even just doing Kane and Brian, and Brian fights to like break the hold for Kane, like it could have been good. That's it, stunner. Nope, never mind. Paul Barry yanks the ref out. Yeah. So if you're watching this live, you're probably thinking like, okay, there's a screw job. Yeah, because especially with the year before, Paul Barry getting knocked over never not makes me laugh. Because he can't fall, his body no, doesn't work. Flops back to the ground. Yeah. Also, the the crowd reaction on that first stunner was pretty subdued. Yeah. The, it was a good reaction for the Paul pulling out the ref, though. Yeah. There we go. This is it now, right? Second Oh, center. that was a mess. Yeah, that's, gotta be, that's it. But even then, on that second one... It's a good pop for the win, though. Yeah, but it's nowhere near the Kane one. No. But again, it's a different... It's just different. Yeah. Austin, I mean, yeah. You could argue that the injury happens at a fine time for him. Like, I think, like, that break, I mean, a year's a lot, but. Um, all right. Let's get to our categories here. Uh, all right. Match quality. I'm going back. To, I'm going to actually give it the same match score I gave the last match, which is five. Yeah, it's shorter. I think Over the Edge had some more fun brawling. Yeah. Uh, this had some decent brawling, but also had the same. It, it was like a mini version of that. Yeah, uh, to me it's old. like a two. It's a two and a half. 
Yeah. <laughs> Boss is bleeding for no reason. Oh, well, actually, I guess it sets up first blood, right? The next match, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, significance. I mean, I'm going to go two. Like, I, I don't – doesn't really mean much in the landscape. Like, he doesn't even put over Triple H. Like, Foley could have been Taker and been fine. Like, it's not like Austin transitions the belt to the next big heel off of this. So they could have done without he, this title change. Do you think if he if he transitions it to Triple H directly, it's it's higher? I think yes. it might be a bit. Yes. Oh, easily. Because now you're setting up the next big deal. As is, it's like, okay, he loses it in a weird three way the Foley and then Foley transitions, you know. Yeah, and it's just it's just another Austin title run in a series of like not super long title runs. Yeah. Moment I'll go um, four. So three. Uh the yeah. moment. Or, like I, I thought it was a good pop, not as good as the Kane one. I'd like to compare it to the Kane one, actually. Where's that Kane one? We went seven. Yeah, the, the moment, moment I have a seven for the Kane one. Yeah. So yeah, I think four, about half of that. That makes sense to me. I'm gonna say too. I think Vince not being out there is a big part of it. Like in, with Kane, I think Vince was Vince was probably out there. Like it was more chaos, you know. This actually wasn't as chaotic as I remember it being. Um. Yeah, I agree. So a nice four there. Build. The build. I'm also at a four. Like, I hate, I don't like the idea of, oh, by the way, I wrote in my contract, I get a title shot. You know, like. that's. I'm actually going to go lower because we had the higher power, I guess, which led to Austin, the owner, which led to this, which was good stuff. And so what did I give the aftermath last time? Five. Four. No, aftermath. aftermath. So I'm going to go four here then. I'm, I'm going to say the aftermath of tracks to the build here i gave the aftermath three so i guess i should do the same that's actually yeah. good i think it track no you gave it a five no, i'm I sorry gave... you gave it a three you're right yeah 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 i think we should track to that i mean to me for this one it's like a direct path um yeah all right aftermath here i like my... i really like the first blood well my initial vibe was to go low but then I remembered one thing. This leads to the end of Austin McMahon. I mean, it leads to the end of the era match, the first blood. I, I know, but in the moment, right, in that storyline, it's yeah. really the official end of the first piece of that story. Like, they have later stuff, but this is it for a while with Austin McMahon because Austin gets hurt when McMahon comes back, and that's it. Right. So I'm going to go seven because Whoa. I actually debated ten, I'm not going to lie, because, like, it's Austin McMahon, and it's the end of the story directly from this match. But I think the all the build up to SummerSlam sucks so much that I think it it offsets a bit. But I, I do think this leading to First Blood and the end of an era like means enough that that Austin McMahon means enough that it deserves like some love on that. Yeah, I think I think I'm probably on board if it was the actual end. But it um, is. It is for that story. They're I, done. I, I, I just don't find it. I don't find it's that good of an ending to this story. No, like, but it's the end of the story. Yeah, but if it's not a good ending, like to, for me, the story should have ended at WrestleMania 15, right? right? With his foot on yeah. the chest, drinking beer with Vince under him. Yeah. And this is like a lesser version of it. So I, I get what you're saying, and I and I respect it. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay put at um at uh, at five. Okay. So that's a forty. So that gives us a score of forty-two. Which is going to tie it um, with Mankind the Rock. halftime heat yeah, match. Heat. <laughs> but that match has better significance. Yep. So we're putting this one below it. Yeah. Which lands fine. it as the 34th out of 
48. Yeah. And uh, there's actually a good comp right near it um, in Bret Hart's Sid. And uh, from yeah. uh, February 97. And we gave that a 40 40. So I think that's actually a pretty good comp. Yeah. And even Flair Savage for Primetime. Like their TV changes, they kind of are done just to get us to the next thing. Um, it's a fun moment with a story, but it's not like a great match. Like I think I think the Sid Brett especially is like a good comp to this one. Um well they're both transitional champions, right? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of like I like that setting. Um yeah. all right, so that's there. Want to quickly go over our top ten? Absolutely. All right, if you're watching on video, you can see producer Tim's about to throw it on the screen. Audio, we'll read it off for you really quick here. Uh, our 10th place match, Rock defeats Mankind, 71 points. That's from Deadly Games, Survivor Series 98. All right, ninth is Randy Savage defeating Ric Flair from WrestleMania 8 with 72 points. Number eight, Mankind defeats The Rock from January 4th, 99 of Raw with 72 points. It's The Rock at WrestleMania 15, 73 points. Andre the Giant over Hulk Hogan in the main event, 75 points. Number five, Hulk Hogan defeating the Iron Sheik, January 23rd, 84, MSG with 76. Number four, Ric Flair winning the 1992 Royal Rumble with 78 points. A match we thought would last a lot longer than it did. Um, but number three is Bret Hart defeating The Undertaker, 90 points from SummerSlam 1997. Number two, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeats Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14 with 93 points. Hanging tight at number one, the Montreal Screwjob, Shawn Michaels making Bret Hart submit to his own hold, Survivor Series 97, 94 points. Okay. So that'll do it. Hopefully everyone enjoyed this installment. We'll be back in two weeks. We'll talk SummerSlam 99, Austin, Triple H, Mankind with Jesse Ventura as a special guest referee. We'll be back next week, though, with more frivolities here on no holes barred and we're going to keep this one a surprise actually we have a little treat for you coming in uh next week so stay tuned for that check out everything we have to offer at the north south connection subscribe like ring the bell right here on this youtube channel follow us on any podcast application the dookie's been dropped we'll talk to you next week see you junk ass